0: Karen Leslie.
1: Well hello everyone. I am very excited to be here with you and for a number of different reasons which you'll hear about as we go throughout the show today but I just want to start right off and extend a really warm welcome to everyone who's here with me now watching Cultivating Kindness with Karen. That's me Karen Leslie and I have Lots to share. I'm in a brand new space and, ooh, hey, those of you who are actually watching the video, um, watching the TV aspect of this and watching live, or maybe it's on the replay, and if you watch my show versus listening to the audio on some of the different platforms, let's play a game, okay? Spot the difference. Never play that when you were younger, or maybe you still do. There's all kinds of games out there where you look to see how one picture is different from another picture. Mm, there was a clue. Anyways, see if you can spot the difference. If you can, and you're live with me now, jump into the chat room here on Inspired Choices Network, if you'd like. Or if you're watching on Facebook or some of the other platforms live, put it in the comments. Let's see if you can spot the difference today on this first episode in my new house for Cultivating Kindness with Karen. All right. So I'll get back to the new house in a little bit. Right now, I just want to say I'm thrilled to be here with you. We've got a great show to talk about, and it's one that I have a lot of personal experience with, as are most of my episodes with you that I'm sharing. And this is, you know, you practice what you practice, you become. And that's a really interesting way of looking at our life, looking at our thought patterns. And well, you guys know, right? I love language. I love words. I love thought patterns. It's a big area of my coaching, helping people to see what their habitual thoughts are and what that's creating for them. And that'll be a big focus today. And then, of course, I'm an energy healer, and I bring that into all of my, everything I do, whether it's distance work, you know, through large groups, or whether it's one-on-one, or whether you're sitting with me and we're having a cup of tea, I am always working with people's energy and the energies that are around us. And it's very much just a part of my being, a part of the way my energy and my body has chosen to work here in this lifetime on this planet Earth. And I'm really beginning to understand in far more depth and detail the impact that my energy has on places. And also the impact of when I withdraw my energy such as now, moving to a new city. And I've had some people write, especially one of our neighbors, that everything feels, she feels lonely. And she was assuming it was because she didn't see my um, salt crystal lamp that was on all the time, 24-7, in the office window where I was before. But it really is because my energy is not right there with her for her To enjoy, to feel, to be comforted by. So these unconscious ways of moving and going about life and doing things, they have such an impact, such an impact on ourselves and the world around us. So when we're looking today at, you know, what you practice, you become I really am going to encourage you to think about, okay, what have you been unconsciously doing? Who have you unconsciously been being? And what has that now created in your life? What aspects of your life are you currently living that were created by all different areas you've been practicing? that you may not have even been aware that you were actually practicing it. Now, that may sound odd using the word practice. I looked up the word practice, right? Love words. So I looked up practice. Let me just pull it up here for you. Just here we go. It says to do or perform repeatedly or habitually with the object of acquiring skill. To learn by repeated performance. And that's around the 15th century. And then it talks about to perform at work, exercise, to perform certain acts repeatedly, train one's self. Okay, so when you pull all that together and you look at different words that are there, we're talking about doing something repeatedly through habit, which is bringing in that unconscious aspect of things, of acquiring a skill that you may not think of all of the ways we're going to look at this today as acquiring a skill, but you are building skills. The question is going to be, by the time we get to the end of our show together, is do you actually wish to maintain that skill? Is it a skill that is actually helpful to you? Or is it one that's getting in your way? Because we tend to think of the word skill as a very positive attribute, as something that, you know, we put focus, attention on, and we really move into learning something to create the skill. As I had written in the post when I was hearing about my show, I talked about a musician. And the 10,000-hour rule, I guess you could call it, That if you practice something or do something in the correct manner, okay, not doing it incorrectly, but you're doing it correctly and building and improving in that correctness for 10,000 hours, then you can become an expert. You have that skill. It's there for you to use. Well. That's a skill that we will acknowledge fits the definition that most of us have for that word. However, there's all sorts of other ways that a skill can be put together and it may not be helpful. So I really want to look at that with you today and get you to look at your own life and see where is it that perhaps you've acquired these skills and it's not actually to your benefit. It may have been, but it may not be any longer, right? So, (laughs) I have um, the uh, owner, CEO of Inspired Choices Network is here with us, Christine McIver today. And she said, I just figured out I've now produced or been part of producing more than 10,000 shows. Now, whoa, right? So with what I just said, well, like, so well done, Christine. And yes, to me, your expertise in this skill set is bar none. Otherwise, well, I wouldn't be here. (laughs) That's just the long and the short of it. But congratulations, right? 10,000 shows and our shows are 55 minutes. She has her over her 10,000 hours to be looked at as an expert with this skill set. No, I don't have 10,000 hours sitting here with you yet. Give me a little time. We'll see what we can put together and how that all goes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not quite at my one year mark. So, but that's cool. I'm still having a blast. And you know what? I still consider myself an expert. I am an expert in what I come and here, come here to talk to you about every day or every week. I am an expert in what I have experienced, what I have healed how I have grown and where I actually see myself growing to and that next level of expert that I will become. We are not meant to stay stagnant. We are not meant to stay the same. We are always to evolve, right? Those of you who are here with me all the time, right? You know, energy. I talk about it all the time. It's so important to me. Everything is energy, and energy is always moving. So the question is, and this will tie in, the question is, the energy you're being, the energy you're utilizing around you, is it moving you forward? Is it helping you to evolve into something that you would like to acquire? Is it bringing joy? Is it increasing your happiness? Or are the energies around you and the way you're working with them and within you, are they keeping you stuck? Now, remember, you can't stay stagnant, but you can stay stuck and be moving in the opposite direction, degenerating, sliding back into your past, giving up on your hopes and your dreams. Choosing that mindset or belief that there's there's nothing more for you. These are all a result of what we're practicing, how we're thinking, and what is coming forward for us. So we're either going up or down, maybe sideways for a short time, but generally it shifts and we're going up or down. So what is your choice? Think about that now. And then when we get to the end of the show, think about it again and see what have you learned? Where have you gotten to? And what are you going to choose consciously as to how you're going to be practicing things as you go through your day? Right? Another key word with all of this, right? What you practice, you become. That word become. So that means to change from one state of existence to another. And that's from the 12th century. Change from one state of existence to another. The energies within you and around you are always going to be encouraging you to keep changing, to keep doing something in a different way. Is this place of where you are existing now? somewhere that you love to be? Is this place of existence filling you up every day? Do you wake up in the morning and go, yes, I am so happy for what is going to be in my day today. Now, I do that every Wednesday because I'm thrilled to be here and have my show on Wednesdays. And Wednesdays are a really exciting day for me um, for a variety of different reasons. But the other days of the week, can I still say, yes, I'm excited for the day that lies ahead of me? Now, I may have had some challenges on this over the last few weeks with our move. There's been days where I've been like so tired, really tired. So I, we, we moved during the new moon and the eclipse and all of the energies that were there with that. It went really well. We've moved to a city about an hour and 20 minutes from where we were living before. So not too far. Um, But a very different community and the the weather things, everything is quite different from where I was. So that will take a little bit of getting used to. But I manifested this house for my husband. And I am really good at manifesting houses and cars for my family. And this was the exact house that he wanted. It's in the exact location. It's the model of the townhouse that he, he desired. It's got everything there for him. And he's very happy with it. He's really happy to be here. Now, I created this for him without really taking into consideration myself. It was actually quite a conscious choice. So now I'm living in a home that doesn't actually meet a lot of my requirements for me to, for my body to feel really happy. I love Feng Shui, I'm using it to assist me and I will use it more to help with making the home more energetically compatible with myself. But I'm telling you the story really from the perspective of knowing why you're making your choices and not doing things from an unconscious perspective. My body really craves sunlight, direct sunlight. Uh, My house is a center unit in townhouses, so I've got windows facing south and north. I don't have any east or west, which I've always had before, so I can sit in the sun or sit in the moonlight, whichever it happens to be. Most houses I had both. This change... Is bringing forward to me the understanding of a the potency of my manifestation abilities and b, the necessity to always have me included as well in what I'm working with to have chosen to take myself really out of the picture for another individual is showing me how it really wasn't a kindness for me. And that's cool. It's fine. I don't have a problem with it at all. It's just another way of learning. It's another way for me to understand the choices I make. And when I go into autopilot on something I think that I've got down pat, hmm, it didn't quite work the way it maybe could have had I put in some different um, desires or different ways of looking at my manifestation. So to be able to manifest means that you practice to be able to create means that you are working with the energies so if you are unconscious with this what you practice you become so if you try if if you are working on manifesting things now i don't manifest everything the same way i do a house and cars working on that one that's something i really wish to to shift around But if you are seeing that you've got these repeating ways of doing things, the results are the same. Then, hey, wake up. It's time to look at that. It's time to see what have you been doing habitually that has made you into this existence of how you have become that you might want to change. So we're going to look at that when we come back. We're up to our first break here on the Inspired Choices Network. You're hanging out with myself, Karen Leslie, and I'm thrilled that you're here. If you ever wish to reach me, please send me an email, karen at karenleslie.ca, or follow me on social media. I'm all over the place. I'm really not difficult to find at all, and we can connect and build a connection that way if you like as well. So in the meantime, though, just hang in here. Don't go away. We've got a couple of short commercials for you to listen to, and then we'll be right back and we're going to look at a little more in detail what we've been practicing that has resulted and who we have become as of this moment. All right. We'll be right back, everyone.
0: We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. eager to hear your message the world awaits contact us today to become an inspired choices network radio host email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com this is cultivating kindness with karen to participate in the program join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com you can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca now back to the program
1: Welcome back, everyone. So, what you practice, you become. We're gonna take it now down into a little bit more finite way of looking at all of this. I think you've all got a really good handle on, you know, if you wanna learn to dance or you wanna learn a new dance, you practice it, right? I think from that perspective, we truly understand that if you want to become really good at something, you practice. You do it over and over and over again. Like we said in the first segment, you know, that 10,000 hour rule, it, it really does work. And it was um, put through from, for studies through universities and a number of different reputable um, institutions. So the question, though, is really that I want to address with you is what are you practicing that you're not aware of? What are you doing over and over again that you actually don't have the clarity about that's creating something or even creating your life in general in a way that's not making you happy? That's not leaving you feeling fulfilled at the end of your day or feeling that way as soon as your eyes open in the morning. Like, I don't expect any of us to be, I don't know over-the-top crazy about, yay, look at, okay, I get to do things today. No, that's unrealistic to maintain. But I do believe that it is very attainable and very healthy and a great space to be in to open your eyes and think, "Ah, this is going to be a really good day. Or this is going to be a great day. You don't have to go over-the-top with it. But if you're not feeling that way, if you're not looking forward to, to your day, and like the majority of the day, sure, we all will have days where there's an aspect within it that we're like, mm, not my favorite thing to do. But we do it. And that's okay. But if you're waking up thinking, I need to hit the snooze button again. And I oh, don't no, I don't want to get up yet, hit the snooze button again then what is this telling you? Now, A, it might be simply the fact that your body's very tired and requires more sleep, and that is something to really honor. If it's not that, if it's like, well, what am I getting up for? What is worth getting up for? My days are always the same, so like, I'll get up in 10 minutes. I'll get up in 20 minutes. It's fine. That's the areas that I want you to be able to look at today. That's the energy I want to help you shift and move through that so that you can start practicing other ways of being so that when you open your eyes, you can genuinely say or think today's going to be a good day and mean it, feel it. And when you feel that energy, when you say, ah, today's gonna be a good day, your body responds. The cells of your body, if you're speaking truth, they're gonna wake up. Well, they never go to sleep, but you know, they're gonna activate. And they're going to help you to actually feel more energetic and more like getting out of bed. And not just getting out of bed so you can get to the coffee pot and make your coffee so that you can have that form of stimulus to get your day going. That organic, just pure energy of within you and around you saying, yes, let's do this together. Yes, let's get our day going. I wonder, I've never thought about this before, but I wonder what would happen to caffeine sales, whether it's, you know, coffee in the morning, which I think is probably most common, but, you know, a good cup of strong tea um, or a caffeinated soft drink, anything along those lines. I wonder what those sales would do if more people in the mornings actually just woke up and thought, yeah, this is going to be a good day. And their body started to energize and your thought process and your clarity started. To open up and work with you. I personally don't have any uh, caffeine or stimulants or anything like that in the morning. I haven't drank coffee or um, tea or anything like for decades. I don't know. Long, long time. I start my day just organically. And I start it more so now in that space of, yeah, it's going to be a good day. And by saying that, you are consciously training your mind. You are working on the neural pathways. You are shifting out of that, oh, I need to go and get a cup of coffee. Oh, no, you know what? Might be a two cup day this morning. There are such advantages to practicing a different way of thinking. You would be practicing becoming dependent on caffeine with just thinking in the mornings, okay, yep, I'm up, where's my coffee? Okay, I gotta go make my coffee. Or you get in the car or you stop and you get one on the drive-through on your way to work or wherever it is you're going to school, whatever it might be. That is practicing becoming dependent on caffeine that's an unconscious way of practicing to become that person now sure if you were choosing to come off caffeine and do all that um might want to work with somebody a holistic uh, practitioner to help you because you're going to go through withdrawal and you're going to go through changes and you might get headaches and be really grumpy for a few days so uh maybe warn your family or your roommates (laughs) but You can change it, but it was that unconscious practicing of telling yourself you needed to have a coffee and then going and getting the coffee that led you to where you are now. So what else are you practicing? That has become this new way of existing, right? where are you there we go i love this i'm practicing to love burpees (laughs) okay (laughs) so we've got someone that's going to to the gym or or has one at home and is working on it i love that (laughs) and that is an amazing way actually to connect to your body and to bring more life into it and to shift things around doing a physical form of activity right most of us me not a big fan of burpees. I've done them. I usually choose not to do them and I do something else instead. And that is based on a lot of it on practicing to be someone who avoids that. This is a big area. We practice unconsciously avoidance behavior. We do practice avoidance consciously as well, but we practice it unconsciously probably far more than you are even aware. How many thoughts do you have? How many actions do you take in a day that actually keep you avoiding living your life to your fullest? How many things do you do that keep you avoiding knowing who you truly are? Avoiding vulnerability, avoiding change. You become somebody who predominantly avoids either life in general or fill in the blank, whatever that might be. So the question I would have is, what brought that forward? Where did you get this idea that avoiding was a good thing? How was this perhaps role modeled for you when you were young or were people using words and saying, hey, don't do this. Don't go there. Oh, that's a bad idea. So you learn to avoid. The coffee in the morning was most likely role modeled for you. I'm sure most of you, my family included, both my parents had coffee first thing in the morning. It was normal. That was the behavior. What you practice, you become. What you think moves into what you do, what you're practicing, and creates the world you're currently living. It's created everything around you, right? Just like how I created this house. That was through years of practicing and knowing my skill set for manifesting homes. We've moved, I think, a lot, but by many people's standards, not. I think I, I think this is house number nine since we've been married. Might be 10. And I know that there's at least one, if not two more moves ahead of me in my future still. I don't worry about never having somewhere to live because I know I will manifest somewhere to live. Now, from what I've learned with this house, I might change it around a little bit, and that's okay. And see, that seems quite exciting to me. Now, I also know, though, that I am in this house for a set reasons. They're not all clear to me yet. But manifesting this home in this location with the areas that maybe don't work as well for me are here for a reason. And there's a lot of learning and evolving and ways for me to come out of certain practices that I had become very reliant upon that need to be changed so I can become different. I don't have a clear understanding what that will be yet, but I know it's waiting for me. I know there's changes here, and this is where I'm to be for those to happen. I also know and believe and trust that even though I may not have been at the top of the list for manifesting this home, I was not off the list, even if I wasn't consciously looking at myself, because I trust that I will never be put or placed or live somewhere that is not correct for me, for whatever the reasons may be. And notice I didn't say the word safe or perfect, or good, a place that is correct for me. And different places will bring different learnings, develop different skill sets, give me different opportunities. A house that I was very drawn to many years ago, 1997 actually, um, spirit took me into that house in a way that was different from me. It was a house that had had a suicide in it, I found out a little while after being there. This is the house where I spoke to my husband for the first time, even though we'd been married for a long time, about being suicidal. This was the house that taught me about energies in a home that I wanted to change that were were required to change. So I began working with entities in a way that I had never done before and swore I would never do. So where we go gives us opportunities to practice something new, only if we're willing to see it. All right, another break. Oh my goodness. All right, so, Please don't go away. I'm thrilled that you're here with me on the Inspired Choices Network, here for another episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen. When we come back, we're going to look at how to shift some of these unconscious ways of practicing so we can create something that we may be enjoying far more than we currently are in this moment. All right. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back just in a couple of minutes
0: we all have different experiences with, and definitions of, kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everybody. All right, let's dive in because I'm talking a lot today and I'm getting a little behind here. So, what are you unconsciously practicing, that you are becoming, that's resulting in a day, a month, a life that's not optimal for you, in that you're enjoying it. You look forward to it when you open your eyes in the morning. And I'm not looking for perfection. To me, that doesn't exist. I'm not looking for fantasy and everything to be all unicorns and sparkle dust and everything. Sure. We'll have moments of those, but I know that that's not sustainable. At least that's my perception at the moment. So. How do you figure out what you've been practicing that has become your reality, especially if it's been unconscious, the kind of, doesn't feel like it really fits together because we're you know we're more aware of what we're doing consciously we can tap into it we can go back to it we can remember it and it's easier to analyze it look at it and decide if we want to change it or not but so much of this is unconscious it's repeating patterns it's repeating thoughts it's um hmm <sighs> it's like being just stuck Um, Like on a Groundhog Day, you know, the movie where you just get up and the same thing happens over and over again. All right. Yes. So here, here's what you can do. Make a chart, whether it's physical paper and pen on your computer, on your phone. But make a chart listed out by hour if you want whatever time frame just or if you want morning midday afternoon however you want it include the evening so it's from when you wake up to when you usually go to sleep at night and fill this in at the end of your day or as you're going through your day whatever is easier with what the activity is you're doing how you're feeling about the activity are you happy with it is it Giving you in, taking you into a bad mood. What is what is going on? So what are you doing? How is it making you feel? And just keep listing. Write down from eyes open to eyes closed and then look at your list. Which ones make you feel good? Which ones were a conscious choice? And you'll be able to figure it out. You really will. Which ones are just patterns? And to get the pattern, I would encourage you to do this for multiple days, if not multiple weeks. Take um, different colored highlighters and highlight every time you've written down that you were scrolling on your phone or on the computer and then put that blue line through and then see at the end of a week or the end of two or three weeks, how many blue lines are there? And what chunk of time are those? How often are you playing a game? Not scrolling, but you know, engaging in a game, even if it's like um, Sudoku or crossword, or I don't know, uh, Candy Crush or whatever all these different games are, right? How often are you sitting and eating? Do you sit and eat while scrolling? All right, you might need two colors. How often are you moving your body? Are you going for a walk? Are you going to the gym and learning to love burpees? Right, put all those things down as well and see your patterns. Identify what they're doing to contribute to you or what they're doing to contribute you're not feeling as great. And then add it up, how much of this behavior is unconscious and how much of these hours during the day were a conscious choice of something you are doing. The time we spend scrolling, we are training and practicing our scrolling. We are becoming more and more attached to it. Your mind Your brain is like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'm just going to sit. Oh, no, I can pick up my phone and I can go into TikTok or I can go into Instagram or I can whatever. Go into Twitter. How many hours a day or in a month are you doing that? Where you could be practicing something that's bringing additional joy, evolution change and moving you into that that new existence that you would like to have. I hope that makes sense. If not, let me know. You have the ability to design your day in a way that you enjoy it more. Yes, we have responsibilities and things that we need to do during our day. Whether we have um, a business, are employed somewhere, have a family or taking care of children, it doesn't matter what it is living by yourself. You still have responsibilities as to how you should be taking care of yourself. How are you feeding yourself? What kind of meals are you cooking for you or your, for your family? Or are you in the habit of always ordering in? Have you become a professional takeout person? Have you become an expert? at knowing which restaurants deliver quicker than other ones. And do you wish to maintain that? And if you do, and it's working well for you, then no need to change it. But if it's not working well for you, and we'll stay with the food one for the moment, then what could you be practicing to shift that? Could you find one recipe, one time in a week, to try something new, to practice, to learn how to cook something. Because maybe cooking's uncomfortable. Maybe it's something that you've avoided. <laughs> I avoided cookie, baking cookies for my kids for years because they were always burning on the bottom. So I went into baking squares. Those for some reason always worked well, but my kids would like, they'd look at the bottom of a cookie when it's was coming off the tray to cool and they would go, yep, yeah. because <laughs> they were always overdone. Now, they ate them, but it became a running joke. So I I stopped baking cookies. And I went into something else. Now I bake cookies all the time. I changed something about baking the cookies. I could have stayed baking them with the, the burnt bottoms. They ate them. I went into avoidance and then I went back and I practiced becoming someone that could bake the cookies. That was possible by looking at myself, coming out of the judgment of how those cookies turned out, coming out of thinking negatively about myself, being that vulnerable person and shifting it. And bringing back something that I used to really enjoy, which is baking. So, where are you unable to look at what you're practicing? Where are you functioning from autopilot, which you know I've said and I will keep saying is never a contribution to us unless we are in uh, danger. And then we have to respond on autopilot to get ourselves out of it. There's a time where it works, but majority of the time, no, it doesn't. It does not work. What are your unconscious programs creating in your life? And who is it having you become? If you're a people pleaser, you are a people pleaser based on practicing. Yep practicing making somebody else feel better. Consciously and also unconsciously, right? We do things for someone else to feel better. We see the response from them. So we want to do it again. So we do. And we then get into that loop where we now practice to become a people pleaser. Same idea. As where you practice to become somebody who avoids things. If your reality, if your life, if the existence around you is not more happy than unhappy, is not more wake up and think, yes, I'm happy to get out of bed today, than it is the number of times you want to hit the snooze button, then there's a lot of unconsciousness that has brought you into an existence where you are now where you now have become someone you are not enjoying. We're here to enjoy. One of the things I deeply wish for you is to enjoy your life, to have more kindness for you. Think about that. We're going to go to another break. We've got our third and final one here with us. Here with myself, Karen Leslie. I'm your host here every Wednesday on Cultivating Kindness with Karen, where we talk about so many different things to help empower and enrich your life, for you to become the person who creates the life you are living, not ending up existing in a life that got created through unconscious practicing of something that is no longer or maybe never was fulfilling for you. All right, we will continue on this, wrap it all up when we come back, don't go away. We just have a couple of short commercials for you and then we'll all create a life of existence that helps us become the people we would love to be. All right, we'll be right with you everyone, thanks.
0: We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you listen to cultivating kindness with karen wednesdays at 2 p.m eastern time 1 p.m central time 12 p.m mountain time 11 a.m pacific time on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com this is cultivating kindness with karen to participate in the program join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com you can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca now Back to the program
1: well hello, welcome back. See it wasn't very long at all, so we are in our final segment here now on talking about what you practice you become and I, I hope I sincerely hope that you have a greater understanding of the impact of that title now compared to maybe what you did when we started the show at the top of the hour here it is. Such a gift when we truly understand that our choices, our actions, and our thoughts create what we have around us. And, you know, it can be a bit more of a stretch and a a lot more uncomfortable to also understand that we've created a lot of the areas in our life, too, that we are not enjoying. No judgment, please. No judgment. It's not a problem. You can change it. We are master creators. We have no idea, like, we truly. I don't know if there's anyone on the planet, maybe. I don't know. Not that I've met that truly grasps, myself included, that truly grasps how magical we are and what masterful creators we are. And so, The flip side of that, right, is if we've created it, then we have the ability to change it and create something else. So we have the ability to be more aware, to be more present, to be conscious about what we're practicing, right, what we're doing. We have the ability to choose what we wish to think, do have around us to bring us forward into this existence that we would like to have versus sitting in an existence or a reality where we want to just keep hitting the snooze button. There's a lot of times I hear people and I've said it, oh my gosh, so many times, especially years and years and years ago, like I'll get to it. One day, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. I'll do that one day. Well, enough with the one day. I'll get there one day. No. And this morning, this came up when I was doing um, a live Zoom for the Cosmic Harmony Balancing Emotions and Energies group. We started day one for the energetic support for the full moon and lunar eclipse that that is going to be with us on Saturday, um, October 28, 2023, for those listening on the replay. And there I was saying, it's really important to get rid of this one day. We have to. Seriously, I have to stop one day and say day one. This is day one of not hitting the snooze button. This is day one of finding one point in my day that I can feel hmm, even moderately excited about or happy about instead of everything being gray, flat, autopilot. right? That's not how we're meant to live. We're meant to be here to experience all kinds, yeah, up, down, and around, but for there to be joy and excitement and new adventures for all of us. If you are avoiding things or on autopilot or being unconscious with what's going on, then your life is not going to have a lot of moments where you can Reflect on or look forward to as being, wow, this is really cool. Day one. So if today, if you can say this moment right now is my day one, what are you going to change? What will you either stop practicing or begin to practice? So that you can create more in your life. So that you can create a healthier body, a healthier soul and spirit. Not that they get unwell necessarily. But our connections to them can increase. And that will be a major benefit to each and every one of us. To the world at large, actually. Because we are all connected. The more we do... To practice to become, fill in the blank, whatever you want, happier, more philanthropic, more excellent cook, whatever it is, this ripples out. This changes our energy within our body, within ourselves, and the energy field all around us. This moves out and goes to the world. This will be encouraging, even though you may not be aware of it. This will be encouraging to others when they feel that other energy come by to perhaps pause, ask a question, wonder what that is, and then what could change for them. The show I had, you know, The Impact of Your Energy, talked a lot about that. You can go and find it, you know, in anywhere that you're. Uh, podcasts are stored. Inspired Choices Network, you can come in here and go into podcasts and find all of my shows there and listen to them. There is so much value in recognizing conscious behavior and choices and do the action to create the life that you would love to have. Some will take time. Sure. Some things are going to change instantly. And you're not going to necessarily know which one it is until you try, until you do it. Change that morning routine. Put something there that you enjoy doing. Look at who you are. All right. We're almost out of time. I just want to say thank you. Next week, we're going to talk about let's not Fit in or belong.
0: Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.